Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. These guys are nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, they sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, so I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that's eating us too. That gives us too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Bandwagon Wednesday. Give me the bandwagons. You're on. Give me the bandwagons. You're off. I've got a couple for you. We'll talk about the Pac-12 media rights debacle. Still going. It's still fun. It's like one of those videos on the. It's. I'll tell you what it is. It's the video of the model on the runway who starts to trip coming down the aisle in her high heels, recovers, and then on the turn starts tripping again, trips all the way back like a baby deer ankles, can't recover, and then finally falls right by the uh, door. That's what the Pac-12s is. They've been tripping for what seems like a month and a half. Or longer, two years really. Ever since they did not try to invite some of these Big 12 teams and kill the Big 12. They could have. They could have. They could have ended the Big 12. The Big 12, if they wanted to stay together, would have had to add like six or seven AAC schools instead of three and BYU. They could have done it. They didn't. And now the Big 12 finally looks like they might actually add a couple of Pac-12 teams. Not because they have to, but because it strengthens the brand. The Big 12 doesn't have to add anybody right now. They could wait. It also feels like the Pac-12 schools are finally trying to make a move. They're going to bench Klyavkov. I'm on that band. I'm on the bandwagon of them publicly saying we're taking over, even though they've been in charge, these Pac 12 CEOs and presidents, the whole time. They cut Klyavkov off at the knees a long time ago, and then they've had him parading around like he's been in charge. He tried to take over, and then they just gave it back to him with no hope. And they're finally going to take it back and say, all right, you can't do anything. It's all your fault. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I'm also on the bandwagon of George Klavkov quitting. Saying this conference, 
at every step of the way has made this job impossible for me. They wouldn't allow me to seek new members when Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12. They wouldn't allow me to get in a real alliance, scheduling alliance. They wouldn't allow me to entice USC and UCLA with better competition. They wouldn't allow me to do anything. I've been a figurehead. I haven't been in charge. They're paying me checks to stand around. Go out in a blaze of glory, Clive Kov, or else you're just going to be a joke. Instead of making jokes about Larry Scott killing the Pac-12, you're actually going to do it. And when Wilner and Mandel are finally coming around, Canzano will never. If you're Oregon or Stanford, you don't have to go anywhere else. You could be in the worst Pac-12 ever. And because it's a, quote, Power 5 conference and, and has some history, they could add 10 schools that don't matter, and you could be in the playoff every year. Oregon football in the new Pac-12, if the four-corner schools leave, Utah will still be there. Oregon football will be Gonzaga basketball, and Utah will be St. Mary's. Oregon football will make the playoff every year, every other year, probably every year. And then get smoked by their first real competition, they see. Second round, hammered, smoked. Just like Gonzaga. Speaking of Gonzaga, I think that is also picking up steam for them to be a basketball-only member, and that will make them way better. They'll lose five, six, seven, eight more games a year, but they will be better in the tournament. And you can lose five, six Big 12 games and still be a three-seed, just like they've been. They will recruit better. They'll make more money. That will be a really good thing for Gonzaga. I'm on that bandwagon. I'm on the bandwagon of either UConn or San Diego State joining the Big 12 as full members, but not both. If it's Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and UConn as full members to get to 16, I'm in. If it's the same three Pac-12 schools and San Diego State as full members, I'm in. If it's UConn, San Diego State, and the Arizona schools, I don't know. I don't. But what Colorado lacks in a lot of places, they're still a historic brand name. And would bring more to the table than UConn. Well, UConn just won a national championship. I don't care. 
Now, if UConn wants to come as a basketball-only member, fine, but I don't think they'll do that. They're already in the Big East in basketball. They don't need a jump in basketball. The jump would happen in the rest of the sports, and there's an obvious jump in basketball to top to bottom, but historically there's no jump in basketball. You're there. You can win a national championship from there. They just did it. It would be a massive jump for all of San Diego State's programs. And again, don't get caught up in, well, that team stinks now. Why would we want them in? You're not getting this team. You're hoping that these teams improve once they get to the Big 12. But even if they don't, not everyone can win. The SEC still needs Vanderbilt. The SEC needs Missouri to lose. Not everyone can win every week. They need Kentucky to punch up but lose to the big boys. There's a hierarchy. And if uh, San Diego State came to the Big 12, they might be good in five years, but they will be bad when they get here. And that doesn't affect what they can bring to the table. You're still getting games in that window. You're still getting to play in that new stadium. You're still getting your fans the ability to take a week off and go to San Diego. That's a destination. The text line open today, 806-855-3712. Uh, back to the wrestling nicknames from yesterday. Rob's wrestling nickname should just be his first and last name, Rob Bro. And he should be the host of a WWE UFC podcast and just interview wrestlers because he did a great job with the Enzo and Cass interviews from a couple of years ago. I do hope there are more WWE wrestler interviews in the future. That'd be fun. I enjoyed those. That was when they came to, oh, what was that, uh, South Southwestern Wrestling or... Southwest Championship Wrestling, whatever it was. Uh, and then I got to interview Enzo. He he normally doesn't do interviews like that. He came out with me, and then he didn't even make the show. <laughs> but that was a really fun time. Cass, too. Cass was fun, too. Enzo, though, on the mic is pretty great. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, Texas Rangers have now lost two in a row. After sweeping the Phillies, what do we think about that? We'll talk about it. It's Rob Bro Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back 
It's Rob Bro Show Talk, 103.9 News Money Sports. Uh, this texture, the Western expansion for full members is the only way to go. UConn just five years ago was talking about killing football. They aren't worthy of an all-sports Power 5 membership. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I get that, sure. But Brett Yormark wants to go national. And if you can add a UConn to pair or group with West Virginia and Cincinnati... And even UCF, I know that's at the other end, but if you could add the East Coast times and then now have four East Coast opportunities and then have all of your Central time zone opportunities and then add a few more mountains with BYU and then add a couple or one or two or seven, I don't know, probably not seven, but Pacific time zones, then you're national. Now, you're already in the East Coast. You're already in the Central. You're already starting this fall in the mountain. So the most natural fit, I guess, to complete your national tour would be San Diego State. If you can't get, uh, let's say, an organ. Now, I don't know what UConn's full sports budgets are. I, I don't. Um, obviously, they are a basketball school. But I think if they were able to get in a conference, they could grow or would grow. Uh, again, I guess it makes sense to lean San Diego State if you could only get one. But I would not be upset with UConn as an entrant. But I don't think it makes sense for UConn to get in the Big 12 basketball only. And maybe that's what they're saying. Like, hey, yeah, we want to come, but not just for basketball because we're already doing great in the Big East. Why would we need you? Depending on what the basketball contract looks like when they split that from the football and are making basketball money. And I still don't exactly know how that would work. Would it be a football? Would you, would you technically split football and have a football contract and then a, a, a basketball Olympic sport contract with everything else? If basketball joins, would you allow the Olympic sports to come with them to round out some of that? I don't know what sports UConn has. I could, I could look it up. But that would be a big jump football, baseball-wise for UConn to come into the Big 12. And I still don't know how the baseball schedule is going to work when you have that many teams. Uh, the SEC baseball schedule, I guess they'll play eight opponents every year and then eight firm opponents and then rotate the rest. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I would prefer to not start rotating people, but you can't just play. Well, you could. 
You couldn't baseball for sure. And then basketball, you're going to keep it at 20 conference games and just play one-offs and a couple of home-and-aways? Because that hurts the product. If you're not playing everybody, it hurts the product because you don't get to play everyone. The, the whole point of the basketball being the best conference is because everybody plays everybody twice. How much can you expand and still play everybody at least once? Could you get Could you get creative? And everyone you're not playing home and home have a multi-team event early in the year as a Big 12 event and play conference games in a preseason Big 12 tournament and have a couple of them of schools not playing each other that year. You could do either round robin or a tournament style that plays all the way out with the the losers moving on and playing a loser game at the end. I don't know, I don't want to be in a conference where everyone doesn't play everyone every year. Now I understand in football you can't do that. You only have so many games. But you play 30 basketball games. So you should be able to find 15 conference games if there are 16 teams in your conference. How many of those are home and aways? You can't play 30 just conference games. I think there's 25 total games in a regular season, 26. In baseball, it'd be a little easier. Again, you could do a multi-team event and play somewhere, let's say Arlington, early in the year with a bunch of Big 12 schools that aren't going to play that year and have them get at least a game in. As long as you're playing everybody, I don't know, on a three-year rotation, I guess I can't complain too much, but those are the things you have to think about. You can't just add 20 teams to a basketball conference and expect it to be really good. Now, you're going to have a bunch of really good teams, but if Gonzaga comes to the Big 12 and then doesn't play Kansas or Kansas State or Texas Tech or Houston or any of the top teams that year and your schedule gets bent because you're playing the bottom half of the conference instead of the top half, then Gonzaga's schedule doesn't look that good. And that makes the Big 12 look worse, right? Or if Texas Tech doesn't get to play Baylor home and away. Or you only get to play Baylor and Waco. That's not as good for the fans. So, I don't know. I think there are still things to figure out. I think you have to cap a conference somewhere. And it seems like 18 basketball schools or 19 basketball schools is getting toward the top of what you want. If you add 
the three Pac-12 schools you're looking at, San Diego State and then Gonzaga only in basketball. That is 17 teams. You'd add six. You'd add. You'd have 16 conference games if you played everybody once. So do you rotate four home and away and have 20 conference games? What does that look like? Because 17 teams would have 16 games. You don't play yourself. That feels like it works. I'm not a math guy, though. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, I tease the baseball. We'll talk baseball when we come back. Major League Baseball. Can the Texas Rangers get back on the winning side of baseball? Can they stay above 500? We'll figure it out tonight. We'll look at the pitching matchups. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News. Money. Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Rose Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money, Sports. I was trying to get uh, into the Rangers game before we started talking about it. Um, and they're already in the bottom of the second inning. <laughs> Pitch clock, man. It's it's working. Uh, some people are already complaining. And I, I understand... Why a two-hour game would be frustrating if you're at the game. I mean, you're there. You're paying full ticket prices. You're trying to drink beer. You're trying to eat nine hot dogs, whatever it is. And if they're stopping selling beer, you know, in the in the seventh inning stretch, then you get an hour and a half of beer. And that's frustrating to some people. If I'm at a game and it doesn't take three hours... I might be a little upset I paid to drive all the way to Dallas just for a game. I'm there for the experience. But on TV, two hours is amazing. Especially when I have to have my ears bleeding with C.J. Nitkowski on the Rangers broadcast. I mean, it is just so bad. I think I just personally don't like him, though. I, I don't know what it is. I, It is what it is. Uh, a couple of RBIs early for the Rangers. DeGrom looking good as well. Josh Young batting 316 on base of 381, slugging of 526. Singles in a run. Uh, Adolis Garcia scores. He had just previously... Knocked in Corey Seager. That was in the bottom of the first. So up 2-0 over the Baltimore Orioles, who have taken the lead in this series 2-0. Trying to avoid the sweep are the Texas Rangers on the getaway day. As they move through, they are first in the AO West, technically.
Where do the Rangers go from here? They they aren't at uh, home. The okay, here it is. Uh, Chicago Cubs uh, on Friday. They get an off day tomorrow. That one will be on Apple TV Plus. And then the three oh five Saturday game will be on Fox Sports One. Before you have to go back to Bally Sports on Sunday. Uh, trying to look through in Houston, April sixteenth on ESPN. Then a month later, Saturday, May 13th on Fox Sports 1. Then June 15th, a month later on Fox Sports 1. And then you have to go all the way to July 9th for a game on Peacock. The Sunday morning game. I did not know that Peacock was going to be showing games on NBC. Uh, but Peacock is going to be on there at 11.05 a.m. Sunday, July 9th. Just looking forward a little bit. Trying to uh, maybe plan a trip down. Uh, the end of April will be a four-game set with the Yankees. Just in case you want to go see Josh Young play. Uh, Tuesday, May 2nd and 3rd, a two-game quick trip for Arizona in uh, Arlington. June, the end of June is going to be a four-game set with Houston. Uh, and if you're a Laney Wilson fan, and I know this audience has Laney Wilson fans, she'll be at the Choctaw on uh, June 30th and July 1st. The Choctaw is the old ballpark, the old Globe Life, not the new Globe Life. Down where they are. But again, right now, DeGrom versus Rodriguez. Live action for the Texas Rangers. And it was former Ranger Kyle Gibson who beat the Rangers last night. The offense, too, 7-2. to two. Frustrating that it was Kyle Gibson. I wish we could have held on to him as a Rangers fan. Uh, the Astros also up. Against Detroit, 2-0. Tampa Bay leads Washington already in the bottom of the sixth inning. 6-2. Minnesota-Miami tied bottom of the seventh. St. Louis trying to get a couple runs back with two outs. Down 5-0 to the Braves in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, And this Rangers game is already in the top of the third. I mean, we might be in the fifth inning by the end of this show. Uh, both teams, three and two. The Orioles, though, on a road trip to start the season. The Rangers, five games at home. They are three and two. Uh, still holding steady on the 80 and a half over. Frustrating you lose two to the Baltimore Orioles, but this is an early, early season that we're talking about. Uh, Jacob DeGrom threw two and a third, five strikeouts, zero walks. And I thought he looked really good in his first appearance until he didn't. Um, And when you pitch in a stadium with a roof and you're dealing with rain on opening day and they don't shut the roof and you struggle because you think, hey, there's a roof. I won't have to deal with rain. 
I would have been pretty frustrated if I was uh, DeGrom. Uh, hey, Rupert, what are your big Easter plans this weekend? Got stuff planned with your family? You're going to be on air Friday or taking the day off? You know, we haven't discussed that. <laughs> kind of forgot it was Good Friday. Uh, I- I'm assuming we'll be on air. Um, I guess we'll ask Hyatt. I don't know. If Hyatt doesn't do a show, I won't do a show. But uh, we'll see. I I would assume that Good Friday will be active for the Raiderland and the Rob Bro Show. Uh, You know, we only have so many shows left in our lifetimes. Uh, Might as well take advantage of them. We'll see. uh, We'll see. You know what? This could be the last Good Friday we're on air. We don't know. You never know. You just never know how these things work. All right, let's uh, take the final break. When we come back, hopefully Josh Young's batting again. That's how fast the game's moving. Josh Young again, by the way, an RBI already in this one with a single. We'll see what he can do in his next at-bat. Hopefully it is before the game ends, the show ends. Or the game, I don't know. Maybe we'll get six more innings before the next 15 minutes. It's Rob Bro Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money Sports. Back, final segment of today. That was a four-minute break, Connor. We had a whole other half inning. <laughs> I mean, that is incredible. The pitch clock. Still two to zero. Nobody scored. A hitter reached base. The fastest half inning The fastest half inning uh, this year I think was a Houston inning that was a minute and 56 seconds. A minute 56. Now you got to take a couple pitches, guys. Don't just swing through them. Do what? They're speed running in. They're trying yeah. to get Dennis. They got somewhere to be. They got somewhere to be. Speaking of speed runs, you going to the uh, Mario movie this weekend? I am, or? Uh, I'm, I'm leaving town tomorrow, and me and my friends got tickets to see it in Dallas tomorrow night. Oh, nice. I'll have to. I want to check that one out. I went to John Wick Four already. That was one on my list. Um, Is that any good? It was good. I mean, do you like John Wick movies? <laughs> I've actually never seen any of the John Wicks. I mean, I know basically what they are, but I've yeah. never seen you know any of them. I mean, cool stuff with guns. Is... I was I almost went and saw it, but I was like, should I? St- I don't know if I should go see four first. If you go, I, that would probably be fine. There was some stuff I didn't understand. There's like blood oaths and coins and families and a lot of lore that I just don't know what's going on most of the time. Uh, it's just cool guns, pow pow kind of stuff for me. But if you go to Alamo. They do the uh, John Wick in two minutes or whatever. So they do they do one for all three movies. And I needed it because I hadn't seen them in a long time. But right, Maybe I'll go see it then. So there you go. Alamo Drafthouse. Free ads. Uh, we try not to do free ads, but they're pretty cool. 
Uh, there was another one, uh, Air, the Michael Jordan shoe movie. Air Dry, I want to see that one. There's a couple movies out right now that I want to see. Uh, generally, this time of year, right after the Oscars, is like the dead time. Not not a lot of good movies out. Uh, are you excited for the Barbie movie? That comes out in July. I was not aware that such a thing exists. Oh, yeah. Margot Robbie is Barbie, and uh, Ryan Gosling is Ken. We'll see. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is Alan, I think is his name. Yeah. Michael Sarah has also been cast in something else recently that I was quite surprised by. You, you ever see the Scott Pilgrim movie? Yeah. They're making a new Scott Pilgrim animated, like an anime, with oh. all the voice actors from the American movie. It's kind of crazy. That checks out, though. It feels kind of anime-esque. Yeah. Well, you know, Scott Pilgrim was a graphic right. novel to begin with. Comic anyway. book, yeah. Graphic I novel. just can't believe they got all the voice actors for that to do that. Yeah. Who else was that? Uh, Brie Larson? Uh, a bunch of people. I'm trying to think of... I, I don't know that I could... I'm, I can see the other people. Um, Superman was in it. <laughs> I don't remember his name. He played Superman maybe on a TV show or a movie. He also was in Chuck, the second season Which of one? Chuck. I can't think of who you're talking about. Uh, the Brie Larson's new boyfriend or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the final bad guy, right? Now, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That's a really good... That movie's great on rewatches. No, it's not... Alma does that one, too, every once in a while. It's not Henry Cavill. It's a different Superman. Somebody was texting in Henry Cavill. I'd have to go look up his name. Anyways, that was movie talk. But there there are a lot of good movies out, it seems like, right now. I have to find that guy guy's name later. Uh, while we were talking, in the top of the fourth, there's already been two more outs. <laughs> this game is incredible. Uh, Jacob deGrom... Pitching still three and two-thirds, seven strikeouts now. He has started Santander off of the strike. Great action there. Detroit, Houston now two to one. Impressive, impressive stuff. Brandon Routh. Yeah, that's him. Routh. Um... He, I can't remember what exactly he did Superman for. I think it was a TV show. It might have been a movie. They might have done his movie and then immediately rebranded into the DC Universe with Henry Cavill. Um, whatever it was. There he was. And I, I didn't really like him in Chuck. He was kind of a fake good guy, bad guy kind of thing. Apparently he was in Superman Returns. Yeah, that's that's what Google's saying here. But that was a movie, not a TV show? 2006 film Superman Returns. There he is. He kind of looks like a Superman. He's got the jaw. Apparently he didn't have enough star power, though, because he was immediately recast. <laughs> that's got to be pretty frustrating to sign on for a, a movie like that. And you think you're about to be in six Superman movies, and then you never get another one. <laughs> Especially in movies like that, you have uh, like royalties, and and you're getting 
action figures with your likeness on Superman and all that stuff. All the brand royalties you're missing out on. All the subsequent movies. It's pretty tough. Heading to the bottom of the fourth inning, Josh Young up first. Hopefully we get this at bat end before the show ends. Uh, and I have confirmed we will have a show on Good Friday. Uh, we will be talking about sports. And maybe even the reason for the season. Hunter Dickinson has entered and almost left the transfer portal already. Hopefully his transfers, uh, his credits transfer. Uh, he was big bad last year when Terrence Shannon didn't go to Michigan. Uh, basically denouncing the transfer portal and then right after the year enters it uh, because Michigan missed the tournament. Pretty weak stuff, in my opinion, from Hunter Dickinson. If you're going to make a stand, make a stand and stay there or go to the NBA. Maybe you're not good enough. I don't know. Um, but he's been talked to by a bunch of big league schools, including Kentucky. He had a Zoom interview with Kentucky, according to uh, Jeff Badman. Uh, I don't know who else here. Texas Tech has looked. Well, I know some names that Texas Tech has been associated with, but. We talked about it yesterday. With this roster, you have a lot of guards. Is it going to be where you start, I don't know, processing more names to get transfers in? Or are you all in on this roster and you want to build around this roster? And you might just add some big bodies to it? Uh, I would assume... The North Texas center, 6'10", will probably have a good shot at coming to Texas Tech, but I don't know. There are also a lot of other names. The kid from Oral Roberts, Abrams. Obviously, the guard from North Texas, Tyler Perry, have both been associated with Texas Tech, or at least Texas Tech has reached out. Uh, I would caution you this. In the transfer portal season, especially in basketball, Everyone reaches out to everyone. So just because you see a guy tweet, he's heard from these 10 schools, there are 20 more schools that kid has heard from, especially guys at the top like Abrams and Perry and, for what it's worth, Dickerson. So we will uh, see there. I looked away. Josh Young has either gotten out or is on first. I don't know. That's too fast for me. I can't even keep up anymore. Uh, Josh Young lined out to right, and then Grossman singled. Uh, we're already three pitches into the next batter. That's amazing. The pitch clock, man. And I know there are people complaining about the pitch clock. But to have, you know, four innings in an hour, you're on pace for a two-and-a-half-hour game, that's perfect for TV. That's perfect for radio. Sit there and listen to it. Now, I can see where you want to get your money's worth if you're there in attendance, but, hey, it's moving. It's cooking. Figure it out. I enjoy it. All right, for the final time this week, Connor. With Connor, we'll be with uh, Amy, I'm assuming, the next two days. 
We've got uh, baseball tonight as Monterey hosts an LISD district game. It'll be on the airwaves right here on Talk 103.9. First pitch, 5 o'clock. We'll get that into the the atmosphere here through the tower. I believe uh, David Thetford will be on the call. That's it for us. We'll be back tomorrow on the Raiderland, 11 a.m. I've been Rob Burrow. I'll be Rob Burrow. We'll see you then. and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.